back. It is Wednesday, another segment of Market Overdrive. So happy to be here. It's a great time. I already feel, I mean, I have chills in my arms because of the spring market. It is crazy out there. The phones can't stop ringing. How are you, Javi? I'm doing great. My real estate agents are keeping me busy. I definitely have to say it is going to be a hot market. I think a lot of people are seeing the rising rate environment and kind of getting off the fence or, you know, people who were thinking about possibly making investments are now kind of being a little bit more proactive of saying, okay, now is the time to be able to capitalize on the opportunity that's out there. Um, And what I'm seeing is just a lot of activity. A lot of people are also upgrading household. I've kind of had maybe four or five calls, people who were now getting the income that they were expecting, you know, two or three years ago and are now at a certain level in their life where they're growing, getting married, having a family and looking to get that house and moving out of the city. So it's it's a good time to be in real estate, I have to it's say. It's a great time to be in real estate, absolutely. And Nick is not here, so therefore I'm going to pick on you. You said something about uh, they're getting more income. There's no job growth. What the heck are you talking about? I don't know about you. <laughs> I don't know There's about job your growth. job income, but uh, you know we're you talking know about the I mass, feel. You know how I feel. mass medium. <laughs> Constantly seeing a lot of bashing on the millennials and stuff I'm like that. I'm not bashing on the millennials. I see a lot of millennials doing good things. I've I see a lot of millennials doing good things. A lot of millennials things. being entrepreneurs, starting new things, especially like if you go out into the West Coast. Yeah. You know, I do a lot of lending in California, and I'm seeing a lot of these. Yeah, I call them kids. I'm I'm still young. I'm only 33 years old. Clean but like market, 25, 26 year old kids that you know are doing mo- you know mobile applications or are starting to work over with Facebook or with Google. A lot of tech um, is happening, specifically in San Francisco, in Scottsdale right now. There's a lot of tax opportunities out there, so I'm seeing a lot of movement. I know that a lot of people kind of focus here, realtors focus in their specific market. I'm a lender in all 50 states, so I lend, you know, predominantly here in Chicago, right. you know, California, Atlanta. So I get to see different growths in different markets, right? So there's a big tech hub out west right now. Love and it. I think Chicago is starting to see a lot of that, too. If you're looking at some of the developing areas here in the Chicago, all the cranes that you're seeing, is these, this real estate is being built for a reason. Well, of course, because of scarcity. But before we get off a topic, let's uh, center it back. Today's topic is very specific because I know we always talk about buyers. I think today we're going to shift our interest and focus and go into sellers. It's spring market. And when is the right time to sell? So why don't we go ahead and introduce our guest today? Let's introduce our guest. Who do you have today? I brought these two guys in just because I've kind of been, I creep on their Facebook. I creep on their social (laughs) media. You know me. You know, I like to feed off of people's energy. I like to feed off of people. Synergy, and I see these guys constantly doing a lot of movement. You know, Greg in specific, you know, we were talking offline in regards to some of the stuff that he does with like a real estate rumble. Uh, but I have Greg Prokarski and Ted Robbins here with, Pre- with Vesta Preferred and Brad. Brad. Brad Robbins. <laughs> you pulled the car line. I pulled the car line. It never fails, right? Official. So Brad Robbins <laughs> and Greg Prokarski <laughs> with Vesta Preferred. Guys, give us a little bit of feedback on uh, what you guys have been doing and how your 2017 is kicking off so far. No, I mean, it's, it's, uh, this is Greg, Greg Tukarski. Uh, thank you again for having us on the show. This is a lot of fun. It's actually um, my first time up here in the WGN studios and uh, on Market Overdrive. Congratulations on your guys' success. Thank, thank you. you. Um, and I don't have to troll you or follow you because I'm already a Greg Tukarski fan, number one fan from when we were at our YPN days. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, go, we go way back. Me, Car- way Carly back. And I, um, <laughs> Uh, so, but no, I mean, like the the spring market, um, you know, it's it's actually started earlier than I've than I've ever seen it before. I mean, um, you know, generally you're going into December, it's quiet, you know, and na- naturally it was. But I mean, even as close as you know, January first, like off to the races, it was nuts. Right. Um, you know, we're we're having 
you know, we had a, we had a blast through year last year, and we're already starting at five hundred percent above where we were at last year. So That's amazing, you know, it, it's 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 an incredible time um, in the Chicago market specifically downtown. Um, that's that's what we focus on, um, and and we're seeing a ton of growth. We're seeing um, a ton of people that are able to afford, um, not so much inventory. Uh, you know, the inventory is coming, but because of that, we're seeing multiple offers all over the place. We're seeing above asking uh, um, offers getting put in um, for the right price properties, and uh, the buyers are out there. They're hungry and they want good product. Good advice. So if you're looking to sell in 2017, this is the right market, as you're hearing from uh, Greg, and specifically you're in the downtown market. But I think that overall, because of the lack of inventory, I think that's uh, the sentiment that spread, widely spread. I don't think it's just Chicago-specific, but we've heard it from our friends who've come and visited the, in the show that, you know, it's it, it's happening everywhere. So what are your what's your thought on that? Yeah, I mean, kind of to go off what Greg said um, and what Javier said as well, too. A lot of our buyers that are typically waiting for, you know, the actual spring market of March, April, May to come in, because the interest rates are theoretically going up, uh, we are certainly seeing a lot of people getting off the fence and starting to, whether it's, you know, pull the trigger now or actually start the search a little bit earlier than they would have before, um, they're certainly doing that now. I mean, even in this past month or so, the amount of multiple offers that I've seen in just the month of January is absurd to where I've seen in the past couple of years as well, too. So there's a few reasons for that, right? I mean, the inventory is so insanely low right now, and the interest rates, the uh, the threat of that going up, you know, you put those two things together, it, it uh, takes people off the fence. Getting everybody off the sidelines, yeah. mm-hmm. I think it's completely true. I mean, um, again and again, it's real estate every day. We're talking about market trends and how it affects uh, you. And, of course, we have people here sequestered that are in the trenches. You're transacting every day, so you're getting not from a reporter. You're getting information from a transacting professional, a top producer in Chicago. So congrats Thank on you. all Thank your you. accomplishments Thank last you. year. And, of Thank course, you. I wish you the best this year. But we don't know a lot about you. Tell yeah. us a little bit more about you. Sure. And your uh, relationship with Vesta Preferred. Sure. So um, I met Greg back in 2008 um, at actually the very first real estate firm that we were at. Um, we decided to start Vesta in 2009, um, and we've been you know, steadily growing from there. Um, I'm originally from Michigan. I uh, went to Miami University in Ohio. Um, I've been in Chicago since I've graduated and been in the real estate market ever since. Um, Greg and I have a, a very similar passion and work ethic as far as that goes. So, you know, it was a really good fit for us as far as business partners, and uh, it's been pretty successful ever since so and I. Love it. Yeah. One of the things, I'm sorry, Greg, you were going to say No, something. I was, was going to say, yeah, um, actually, Brad and I, we grew up uh, about two miles apart from each other, but we actually never met until Chicago. Right. Really? Um, yeah. yeah, serendipity, right? Love at first sight. I mean, if you're spending that much time together at work, and yeah. if you're that busy, I'm sure you spend a lot well, of hours, I, I, so it's I good joke, to have that. Yeah, I joke with Greg and my wife that I spend more time with him <laughs> than I do her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a partnership is more difficult than marriage, I can tell you that much. <laughs> just, just like it. Um, but, uh, the, the, uh, but I'm also, I'm, I'm from Michigan as well. Um, Michigan State Spartan um, came here uh, 2008 um, and you know one thing that Brad um, didn't mention is that one of the unique things of our up- upcoming and in, in, in upbringing in the real estate field is we actually started in the luxury rental market um, and a lot of people don't do that because a lot of people just jump right into the sales but Chicago is such a vibrant um, incredible rental uh, market here that um, we were able to build a very successful uh, base business for um, luxury rentals and then of course those luxury renters turn into buyers um, and that's how we uh, turn into top producers over time Um, but that gives us a very unique um, outlook because our company Vesta Preferred does both 
rentals and sales. We're, we're both top top percent uh, uh, producers in both. So we have a very unique eye on the market for people that are coming into the to the city, the people that are up um, upgrading to to bigger homes, um, and people that are buying uh, first time home buyers. No, it's a brilliant platform. A lot of the times I met a couple companies who kind of have focused a little bit on both, and it just kind of segues one to the other, right? Because mm-hmm. yep. you have that luxury rental market that eventually will turn into a consumer is going to turn into a buyer. So it's you know it's a pretty good business that kind of feeds itself you and know, it's, from and, one another. And frankly, it's a way for us when we hire agents at Best. It's a way for us to establish and show them how to actually create a foundation where they can be successful over a long period of time as well too, through the luxury rental field as well. No, absolutely. So. It makes a lot of sense. And yeah. when respects to timing and in real estate and our topic today about, you know, when is the right time to sell and how to sell in less than 60 days, yeah. um, you know, timing, it's key. So it's cool that you understand the concept of, you know, the wave or the timing of the rental market. And when these leases are due or when, the, you know, you mm-hmm. start enticing bu- renters like, hey, the time to buy is now because it's the right market. Yeah. Um, what do you tell your clients, um, specifically those that are maybe have a property for rent and are going to be trans, uh, transitioning into sales? How do you time it all? Well, a few things. Actually, there, uh, there's a few properties that I have right now that have renters in them right now. I'm talking to landlords to see if it's the right time for them or not. Um, I guess it's, it's different for each property because every tenant is a little bit different the way that they live. Right. Um, so ideally what we want to do is if we can ideally get the – tenant out, get their property ready, whether we stage it or, or not. We, we figure that out when, when the time comes. But ideally, we'd, like, we'd love to get the runner out, get two weeks to, pre- to prepare for the uh, actual listing and, and go about it that way. I mean, if we get a tenant in there that, that lives really clean and, and treats the place like their own, um, we can do it that way as well, too. But typically, we love to get the runners out of there first. I like that yeah. you said get it two weeks ready, right? So I think part mm-hmm. of the timing is um, specific to that. And I wish Patty Mamoni was here to talk about staging. But um, when I say le- sell in less than 60 days, everybody's mm-hmm. looking at me like, who's going to stay if it's a high? There's no inventory. There's yeah. multiple bidding wars. Mm-hmm. Why are properties staying on the market that long? I kind of gave in time for the um, the lending, right? We're yeah. talking about 45 sure. days with trade in order to get a loan underwritten. So the first four, you know, two to four weeks, I'm thinking aggressive marketing, getting mm-hmm. a property. The first thing you do before you list a property or you put it on the market, obviously, before you shoot those photos, is get it staged, get it um, yeah. declutter, making it look great in yeah. order for it to be off the market. Because you still have to present value, correct? Mm-hmm. Sure. And how do, you, how do you sell it? How do you create value for those buyers? So the thing is with, with listing a property, it's, it's, like, um, it's like an art form. Right, so so there's thousands of homes that are go on the market every year in Chicago, um, and you have to differentiate yourself. The main the main and um, obvious way in the beginning is price. Um, buyers are more knowledgeable than they ever have been. They have tools and resources that um, you know has been a good and bad thing because sometimes they have actually uh, been able to um, kind of overinflate and and, and um, kind of overeducate themselves. And and uh, but at the end of the day, these buyers are very educated. They understand the pricing. Um, so but you're o- still the boss, right? Well, <laughs> they, they, well, that's that's kind of where where you know sometimes it becomes difficult because um, you know. It, it, it's all about becoming an educator, and okay. and um, you know when I when I talk about it, I'm a realtor. I'm actually a more of a consultant for okay. people's real estate needs. Absolutely. Um, so 
that's the thing is is that you know you got to make sure you price right. Then you have to um, uh, you have to present a beautiful product. We do 3D virtual tours now. There's all different types of marketing platforms that we use that really um, we'll engage people online. We'll touch base on that, Greg. We're not going to cut you off, but we're going to go into this segment, and that's how to prepare oh, sure. for the property so that that way you can go ahead and move that right now. Um, so we'll be coming back here shortly, and uh, you know shoot us any of your questions. We're here on Facebook Live. Love to see exactly your feedback. Any specific questions you might have for Greg and for Brad, we're here to answer these questions. We'll be right back. Welcome back to segment number two of Market Overdrive on how to sell your house in less than 60 days. And of course, 60 days, I'm not saying I'm going to be lazy about selling your property. I'm saying that we're adding some time for that financing because obviously you understand that it takes our buyers 45, 30 to 45 days to get deals done in this market. 21 to 30 days. You're such a liar. Whatever. Trid mandates that you have Unless enough your time. Is not submitting his documents when he's supposed to. Then I need That's to fire all my lenders across the board. <laughs> Greg, how many days are you seeing for financing? Um, it depends. Um, you know, I definitely think uh, 21 days is um, it's absolutely doable. Um, I like to go about you know 30 just to be safe if um, it's it's a buyer that um, isn't. Uh, all, all good with their documents and whatnot, but you know you got those people that have everything ready. You can absolutely get it. Yeah, big, bigger banks is tougher in yeah. twenty one days, but thirty I think it's to forty five days. Yeah. Like I've had guys who are like IT specialists when we're asking for documents and they send you everything over a nice email PDF file yeah. zip, and yeah. it's like your process is like, oh my god, why can't everyone be like yeah. this guy? You know? So that's good advice for your buyers, right? Have all your documents ready so that you because obviously we're talking about multiple bidding wars, a no inventory market. So be ready, be prepared. Mm-hmm. That's one way to win a bidding war. Right? Potentially. Yeah. Potentially. You're yeah. like, no, it's all in the value. We want money. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, going back to our topic today, how to sell your property in less than 60 days. Um, we talked about pricing. Uh, all right. So what I'm sorry, we talked about the timeline. Now let's get into pricing because we mm-hmm. you started to touch on it, um, Greg, before we went on um, break. You were talking mm-hmm. about pr- uh, pricing, but also the marketing. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Can you elevate? Um, yeah, yeah. So, Expand. so um, you know, pr- pricing is is a, a tactical thing that um, you know, essentially professionals that are have you know good experience in in knowing, of course, past sold comps. But it's really also very determined on what is currently available in the market, and and um, at a certain point, you just have to get a good feel for um, seeing the trend, right? So right now, it's like prices can seem X, but we see a ton of buyers. There's, there's limited inventory. And if you have a limited inventory product coming on, on the market, well, there's going to be a lot more demand. And you just have to be able to tell that what is that value there. Um, and, and um, you know, that pricing model is super important. But then once you start doing um, uh, the marketing aspect, staging is super important. Um, it sells, staging sells, it's proven quicker and for, for, for better prices. Um, and and um, the other types of marketing that we do, which is 3D walkthrough tours. Um, you know, r- super high high res uh, photos, um, highlighting uh, um, photos. And I'm actually going to pass to Brad because Brad is actually um, uh, incredible at uh, seeing a space and seeing the potential of the space and um, getting it staged right. Yeah, I mean, 90% of buyers search a star online, right? So. Right. Um, in today's market, it's just crucially, crucially important that the pictures and the product that you're showing these people are enticing enough for them to go take a look. And like Greg said before, these buyers are super educated now, whether it's working with a buyer's broker or just looking at your Zillow's or Realtor.com's or whatever, right? So these people need to make sure that the pictures are high res and, and 
entices them to come check out this property too. So. I love it. You touched about uh, a new platform, right? That's 3D marketing. Yep. And obviously you under, you did say something that's strategically important for you to understand. If you're looking to sell your property, this is something that you should definitely demand from your realtor, mm-hmm. right? Sure. And it's marketing is key and staging. Staging first and then marketing. You said 90% of your buyers start online. Yep. So you have to entice them. Can you tell us a little bit more about the 3D marketing? Yeah, sure. So something that's awesome about the 3D marketing is it's literally a virtual tour through the whole place, right? So the beautiful thing about the 3D marketing is that buyers that are not in Chicago mm-hmm. or not not in the state even can now tour this property. If it's something that is worth it for them to go take a look at, they can actually have already viewed the property before they've actually seen it in person. So mm-hmm. it the, the outreach that we can have to people um, not in, in Chicago is is beautiful for that. I had a doctor actually who was telling me about that. Yeah. He's like, it's crazy. He's like, I was doing my my tours like at three or four in the morning or whatever when he was like getting yeah. off of work and I think it was Matterport. Yeah, I think Matterport. Was, uh, the yep. pro- right? And yep. He's like, Big it's one. like literally like a virtual walk-in tour. You're yeah. doing open houses like at four in the morning or whatever and that's how he was doing his property searches because he was in Seattle and he was moving over and relocating here to Chicago. We see that more and more all the time with these yeah. three Matterport. It makes so technology. much sense because it, it's, it gives people an understanding of the space, right? Because you can read the mm-hmm. square footage. You mm-hmm. can see, um, you know, I always get calls like, oh, where is that bedroom in comparison to the kitchen or what have you? So it's really cool and I'm going to plug our our friend Dietrich Ziegler, who helps us out here with Market Overdrive, he actually owns Elements of Media, and he does all our 3D scans. Nice, and nice. you know, and we love it because it definitely allows our buyers to understand the concept of space. How far is one room from the other? And like you said, our international buyers, and yep. even though Nick and I disagree about our cash buyers and where they're coming from, <laughs> you international buyers get to see it right online, mm-hmm. and then um, we can accept those um, offers without sight unseen because we're comfortable and confident that they understand the space. Yep. Um, so are you seeing that, speaking of which, uh, sight on scenes or offers without seeing the property? You know, it's we are. Um, it's, it's obviously um, uh, not, not uh, a, a big, a huge market, but there's defi- they're definitely there. Yeah, I believe um, we used to see more of those before. Yeah, um, I'm actually, you know, what's, what's interesting is I'm, as I'm starting to do um, uh, live tours uh, for my clients, um, be it through Snapchat or through... Um, oh, Snap. Uh, Are you seeing that that's working? Because I yeah, do Facebook really. Live, but it's, uh, it's, not it's, Snap. It's, it's actually pr- pretty <laughs> impressive um, how much traction we actually get through our Snapchat channel. Um, and, and, you know, but, I, you know, we, we, you, you have like so, mu- so much, you know, re- so many resources in your hand that literally can put someone into the, into the space and you can, you know, high resolution videos and stuff right. like that, um, which has, uh, you know, tremendously helped us sell properties quicker in a very high market, very high turnover market. You got to move quickly and, and people feel much more comfortable that way. Okay. One little point of advice, Greg, where do, where do you see the buyer pool? Who is our target audience? Because you're using some of these uh, social media platforms. And I know I hate to you know to say that, say it, but I know that we're competing with a, a lot of agents. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have your technology game on, then you're not going to stay yeah. competitive. So for you sellers who are thinking about selling the pro- your property this year, remember that you're supposed to hire or you should hire someone that is technology savvy and it's you know innovative when it comes to marketing. Mm-hmm. Why is it that you're finding your buyers in these platforms such as Snapchat? Well, he- here's the thing, um, you know, as you guys mentioned before, right? Like we, we, we interact online, right? You know, Javier, like we, like we we follow each other on Facebook, you know. And the thing is, he stalks people, you know, but okay, we stalk each other on Facebook. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. I sent you a few uh, few pokes here and there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
But, uh, you know, the, the, the thing is, is like a personality, it, it, there's, a, there's such a thing as an online personality now, and people can get used to you, they can get comfortable with you, they can see how you talk. Um, and, and, you know, the thing is, is that a lot of our, our buyers are first-time home buyers. Like we, like I, we said in the beginning, luxury renters turn into buyers. Well, they're first-time home buyer. Right. Um, and, at, you know, we follow up with everybody through our online media. That's how, that's how we stay in touch with them. Um, and everybody, you know, the, the millennials, you know, and millennials plus a few years are, are all on these platforms. Um, even my mom is starting to snap me now. So it's like, it's, what do you it's mean, a- even your mom? You don't think she's uh, hip enough for a snap? She's super hip. She's super <laughs> hip. Um, but uh, you know, it's it kind of just just shows the the broad spectrum of people that are starting to get comfortable with this technology. Where you know, people are shopping on Facebook now. Like you, you know, before it used to be just like I don't know what. Like I'm not going to shop on there. Now people are looking for real estate on Facebook. Okay. So there's a lot of different platforms that essentially was never thought of as a uh, a real tool. Google was the only place, but it's it's absolutely opening up a lot of different avenues for people to be looking. Do you absolutely. agree with that sentiment, Brad? I, I couldn't agree more. I see you're, yep. sh- you're like, yes. Couldn't agree more. We're innovative. <laughs> We're on the forefront we of are. marketing. Mm-hmm. I love it. So as far as marketing, obviously, optimize um, your w- exposure, right, through all these platforms. It's no longer just your homes.com, truly a Zillow, right? right. Um, we're now creating our own platforms, and I think that the more audience that you create for yourself as a specific realtor, the more successful you're going to be at selling um your clients' properties. Um, when it comes to pricing, just let's touch on this because I know a lot of sellers are thinking pricing mm-hmm. is value, right? I want to sell, but I want to optimize my yield. Sell mm-hmm. for the highest price in the shortest amount of time, right? That's kind of like the, the cheesy sp- yeah. uh, quote um, statement. But what do you think about this market specifically? Because we're saying there's no inventory. So obviously mm-hmm. the the less of inventory, the higher the price. So what do you, what, is that what you're advising clients when it comes to pricing their well, properties? Theoretically, yes, but we're still seeing things that if they're com- like egregiously overpriced, they're still sitting on the market, right? So setting an expectation to the seller that you're not going to get 20% more than market value of this place just because there's no inventory on here, you need to set that. Because if not, they're you're not going to sell within 60 It still days. has to appraise. It still has to appraise. And right. Well, and, and frankly, it's like with all these, all these buyers, they have agents. They understand how much these properties are worth, right? right? So there's no point of us trying to egregiously go over price on these places, even when there's no inventory. One, it's not going to appraise out. And two, you know, you hopefully have a, have a competent agent where they'll tell you this is incredibly overpriced. So what's the point of doing that? Right. As far as like the underpricing stuff, I don't know if you got to that yet, but um, in this market, though, it's if you are priced appropriately and you are staged well or it shows correctly, you're going to get multiple offers within a short period of time. You just will. If it's in a good location, shows well, it's put together appropriately at an at a appropriate price, it will sell. Period. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. I guess mm-hmm. the confident level is with the realtor who knows what they're doing is understanding the analytics of the market, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Understanding what has sold in the last three months. And if you it's there's nothing comparable, then expand it to six months or nine months is kind of pushing it. But in these condos, right, high rises, you can kind of see and trend it. And like you said, mm-hmm. you can't fool anyone in this no. market Mm-mm. because there's always checks and balances. And the buyer's lender is always going to send an appraiser. Yep. So you can't oversell. And for right. a client or a seller who's thinking, I'm leaving money on the table, it's real estate is a commodity. So- Obviously, the higher the demand, the higher the yield. So you're never going to leave money on the table. If your property is under value and you're, you have four or five buyers, they're going to bid it up and give you what is fair market value for a property. There's a no good way to underselling break that down it. is also giving them the numbers. I think the numbers, throwing numbers at people really just kind of explains things because sometimes maybe putting a price point where your property is going to sit on the market, if you actually take a look at what the monthly cost to be able to retain that property for that additional 60 or 90 days 
you end up losing some of that profitability that you thought you were probably going to build. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I hate it when your properties cost. are sitting there for so long and the seller's like, it's worth that. It's like you're, <laughs> the market has spoken. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't make the market. Yeah. And I like to tell people, it's like, that's not my idea. That's not what I think. Because they're like, what do you think about the price? I'm like, it's not what I think. Yeah. It's what the market is dictating. Do well, numbers pro- don't lie. Exactly. They just don't. Here's the properties that sold this building in the past six months that are the same floor plan. Numbers yeah. don't lie. I mean, yeah. we're in Chicago, right? Yeah. We're, we're in a high, high, high turnover market where there's a ton of sales. There's a ton of comps. I mean, the, you know, we're, we're, not, we're not in a place where, you know, this home is the only home in miles regions, right? Yeah. Like, there are facts to prove how the market is trending and where people are at. We see that, you know, people have a more ability ever than now to, to, to get the cash that they need to buy these homes. Um, but also that they're educated, you know, they, they, they know what they need to be spending for these homes, and everybody wants a deal, you know, like we're right. going into like a no-deal season, but everyone doesn't stop saying, I don't want a deal, I still want that deal. Um, and like there's no shiny pennies, there's yeah. like yeah. just a good opportunity for you, for the right of, you know, for your carrying costs, what is your monthly budget, yeah. and then also, you know, what is, everybody's so afraid about this interest rate increases, but yeah. it's like, hey, the affordability index is still there. Crazy. And I love, Greg, the fact that, you know, you, you understand the market, you understand the analytics, but you also have a pulse on the market because mm-hmm. you're creating a market you're creating buyers for these sellers so mm-hmm. that's one way to tap into and also have um you know leverage on your competition so mm-hmm. congrats on that thank you um you talked about something that uh, it is it, just to point out like what are the requirements for a good professional or, or agent that's going to be able to sell your property fast obviously that's what we're talking about uh, to you today and when we come back we're going to talk about um how to hire a realtor and i know we all have different opinions on that but great way to start and when we come back that's exactly what we're going to talk about. Absolutely. Uh, For all of our listeners on Facebook Live, please make sure to follow us and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And also on our marketoverdrive.com, you can go ahead and go into our features and actually go ahead and take a look at some of the recordings and some of our past episodes as well. So make sure to follow us and subscribe on youtube.com. back segment four at wgn studios um we're officially february so it's no longer a new I home know. right wow look at us we're all settled in 30 days in <laughs> see it is only four th- i still get chills walking up to the tribune tower though isn't it super it's cool awesome coming i in love here. this building it's so cool well guys thank you so much for making time to come in and chat with us here in the uh, market overdrive studio we're going to call it that now it's official market overdrive studio and as always we're here to elevate your real estate iq and bring you information that you are going to apply this year 2017 if your goal is to sell your property and our topic today how to sell in less than 60 days um one of the topics that i, I know gets a little controversial is hiring a realtor mm-hmm. what is your advice on that greg so my advice is absolutely hire a realtor, but also know who you're hiring. Um, it depends on um, a few different factors, but primarily what is the um, experience that you have and knowledge of the actual market of where the property is at, right? Um, so that, that's first and foremost. Um, you know, after that, what are the steps that the, the professional takes to market your property appropriately, right? What are the tools? What are the resources? The 90% of buyers start online. Is your, buy, is your realtor going to be uh, putting, putting one photo of the front of the building up and hopefully that's going to sell it? Um, or are they going to take high-res resolution photos? They're going to take the two weeks, tell you exactly how to stage it, tell you what buyers are looking for right now today that's going to make it sell quickly for the top dollar. What are some of the bad realtors? What do they do? What are the things that you frown upon? And I'm not calling people out. Your I'm just saying, peeves. look like, out for these people. Peeves? What so, are your so pet peeves? So my number one pet Brad's peeve. Like, I got this. Yeah, I got this. <laughs> um, <laughs> and when it comes to hiring a, a listing agent, what's super important and what drives me crazy is when I'm reaching out to an agent and they can't get me into the property because of their schedule, yep. 
you know, they can't fit us in, right? If you don't have a team or another way to get us into a property, you're doing a disservice to your seller because I have a buyer that is interested in your property that potentially wants to buy it, but you're telling me that you can't get me in because of your schedule. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to put a little plug on Vesta here, as far as when we do this stuff, we have a whole team that works with us and for us, right? So if Greg and I can't be there for, uh, you know, something, whether it's an appointment or whatever, we have a full team behind us that can always get anybody into a property at any given time. Another thing that drives me nuts too is that when people just show these things on lockbox, right? So in, in Chicago, it's just not the way that it works, right? And and You're like, we have rules set in place well, for a reason. I mean, but the thing is though, it's like we're dealing with condo associations here, right? So as a buyer's broker, do you know the numbers of every single condo association? You can't. There's no way you can. You need the listing broker there to sh- to let you know reserves, let you know rental restrictions, let you know rental caps, these types of things, and to sell their property, right? So Brett's not talking about list it and leave it, right? You're yeah, talking about exactly. aggressive marketing, aggressive For catering. Sure, yeah. Now, Brett, I'm just going to be devil's advocate because the devil in market overdrive is not really. here. <laughs> so obviously Nick's not here to be rude, but I'm going to be rude. What do you say to those sellers who say, um, I only hire one person because I want to only communicate with that person, but then I keep seeing all these other faces come into my property. And you're talking about, well, we need those extra bodies so they can show the property and be readily available for all that showing demands. Sure. What I tell a seller in that in that regard is that I'm going to be there 80 to 90% of the time when I can. But to, to, to go off what I just said, it's it's crucially important that we're able to always get a buyer in it. I'd, I'd rather show a buyer without me, but with an educated team member that knows everything about your property than to say, hey, sorry, can you do in two days? Can you do, can you do this showing in two days when they have, might have already bought a property in that next two days? Exactly. And, and people are working with like s- crazy schedules, right? If they're yep. looking at six to 10 properties that one day, they can find their property and then missed out on the opportunity yep. that it is your property. Yeah. Greg, you were going to say you something. Know, all I'm saying is that, you know, it just comes down to setting expectations, yeah. right? So the, uh, setting the right expectations as to um, uh, explaining why it's super important um, and what you can expect from the team that you're working with. You know, at the end of the day, if, if, if someone is like, we, you, you have to be there, then okay, well, then the expectation is then we might not be able to show as much as we need to show, right? And if they're okay with that, they're okay with that. If they're not okay, then it comes down to, is it a right fit? And is it a right match? Yeah. We're always trying to be as, as amicable as possible. We also have to be realistic because this market's crazy. Right. There's only one of me, one of Brad, and you know we're working with 20 to 30 buyers right. at any given time. We're working with you know 10, 10 to 15 sellers potentially at any given time. Like right. we, we can't multiply ourselves individually, so the way we do it is through team members. Right. No, and I, I, I agree with that just because as I was building my team, and I remember there was kind of a pivotal thing where I had to introduce to my clients, I had to introduce my assistant, I had to introduce my underwriting analyst, just let them know that it was a whole team that was going to take care of that mm-hmm. to give them that, my quote-unquote, the perfect mortgage experience or whatnot, which is what I market to a lot of people, is because we're very informative and explaining why we're asking for the documentation that we're asking for. So I agree, the root of all conflicts are unmet expectations, right? So if you set the expectation with the client that, hey, I'm going to be your go-to guy for anything important, anything where it's you know a decisive decision that you have to make on the transaction, I'm going to be there. You have but to be the key. this is my support staff, right. this is what I pay them for, and this is to make sure to give you like this boutique concierge mm-hmm. of, we're going to give you round-the-clock 
customer service at all times. Right. Because and, I'm not Superman. Right. And part of <laughs> no. that, and, and I agree, and part of that team, though, mentality is you got to bring in the client as well. Because the client thinks, well, uh, you're working for me, but I think it's a partnership at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. It's a team partnership. Because if the seller's not available, and the, every time you call in and say, hey, I want to show the sure. property, they're like, well, not today because we're not ready. If you're looking to sell your property, you have to be available for your buyers. So we're not going to exclude you and make you not responsible because you're part of the transaction, right? Um, as much as we like to be candid and customer service, we have to remind you that it is a team effort and the property has to show well just the way it looked for that photo shoot. And everything off the counters all the time, yeah. everything off the floors, because at the end of the day, we're selling what? Walls and floors and windows and views, right? So everything has to be decluttered. And I know it's painful, but if you want to sell your property in less than 60 days, these are the, the secrets, per mm -hmm. se, of some of Chicago's finest and more, I mean, you're obviously successful because you know what you're doing. And this is advice that we're giving you here on Market Overdrive. So make sure you listen. And if you're looking to sell in 2017, obviously lean yourself on an expert of somebody that knows what they're doing. And that's why it's imperative that they hire somebody that is not referred to you by your cousin that is doing this part-time. You guys laugh. What do you think about the part-time realtor? I mean, oh, <laughs> okay. I, it, it, you know, what do we think about it? You know, it's, it's, it's hire a professional versus hire somebody that um, is not. I mean, at, at the end of the day, and um, you know where you might feel like you're doing. When I'm not just being rude, though, but a lot of people used to conceptualize being a realtor with this is something you can do part time and make a lot of money. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, one of one of my beefs is discounts, discount brokers. You know, the thing is, is like where you see a discount. Of course, there there's a reason for that, um, and more oftentimes than now, what we see the discount that you take up front, you wait, you lose a ton more at the back end, right? Absolutely. We, we, we work hard for our money. There's a reason why that, that we charge what we charge. And that is, uh, you know, we, we, we guarantee a service of, of high excellence professionalism that you will not get anywhere else, definitely not through a discount broker. And it's a big transaction. That's the one thing that I tell people. You don't want to take a, a, a discount and go work with, I hate to say because it, it sounds like you're kind of bashing the little mom and pop shops in certain cases when you're doing that. But it's a big transaction. You want to make sure that everyone is on top of everything. You want to make sure that the contract was written accordingly. You want to make sure your attorney review was handled properly. There's so many different components, and especially like somewhere out in the burbs, you have you know transfer taxes, stamps, things that you have to do. I've dealt with several transactions where the realtor doesn't have a clue of what they're doing after mm -hmm. they executed the contract mm -hmm. and can't direct the client and give them any form of direction as to what the next step is in the process, what is needed. Um, so I definitely agree. Work with a professional that's doing it full-time. I always advocate that, especially right now for a buyer. If you're not working with someone who's doing this full-time, Properties don't last on the market when they're fairly priced, right? Right. So if you have someone who's checking their emails every seventy-two hours as opposed to every <laughs> minute, but even, even if you're a seller, day, right, this makes sense for them because you're talking about a market that's a lot of first-time buyers is what you're you cater to, um, and you're creating that market and you're creating those buyers for your sellers. So with a first-time buyer, they just don't understand the logistics of numbers. Mm -hmm. They're looking at their you know HUD or Solomon statement or what, what are they calling now? Closing, closing disclosures. Closing disclosures. HUD is dead. <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah. <laughs> it's been HUD a one is dead. <laughs> I'm like, uh, but if you're looking at your net sheet, right? And they're looking at, oh, all this money is going into marketing of the property. Well, duh, but you're looking at hiring a professional that's actually going to optimize your yield and perhaps get you higher than what the other discount brokerage is going to get you. And then it's a win-win for everybody. So I think it's education, not just for on the buy side, but on the sell side, correct? Sure. I mean, a lot of people are going to say, wow, what, what's, your, what's the average marketing rate? And we can't go into specifics about that, obviously, for, you know, 
rules or whatnot, but I think it makes sense for rules. It's rules. I mean, are we allowed? Are we allowed allowed to tell people what the average is for a marketing fee? No, we can't. You're not going to make me go here and lose my license, Greg. (laughs) Don't look at me like that. Uh, But you know, it's it's you pay for what you get, right? At the end of the day, you're talking about marketing. This stuff is not cheap. It's I'm not, sorry. It's and expensive. then what kind of business gets paid after you close? Yep. <laughs> right? So we're doing all this uh, investment of time, of marketing, expertise, yep. expertise, innovation, and then you're getting it at the back end. So make sure that you understand that just because you're you're paying a marketing fee, it doesn't mean that you're throwing money away. Right? right. You're going to get the property. It's going to be optimized in the marketplace. And you know, one thing that I have to say that was really important that you mentioned, and I think it's everything I mentioned with, is important. Meeting <laughs> with Come on that now. agent because I think chemistry has to be a big part of it. Yeah. The chemistry that you have, because you can have a rock star agent who has a rock star team, but you just don't have good chemistry. And that chemistry will ruin that transaction just because you're butt heads. I had a situation like that where the seller and the agent were constantly fighting. So every time we had a conversation in regards to something that needed to be updated, it was a constant battle. Oh, come on. Just Who's going to hate Greg's face? No. Every time I see him on Facebook, he's posting of his doggy and his <laughs> beautiful wife and their beautiful vacations. I want to sell my house with that. Yeah. <laughs> I got to fight the competition. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Brad, you know, how do you not love the kid? Uh, that's why I'm uh, partners with him. <laughs> so that's what you got to do in 2017 if you're looking to sell your property. Obviously, align yourself with an expert. And we're here to educate you on everything real estate, what's trending in the market, but more importantly, secrets of the industry, right, in order for you to sell your property in no time, uh, as they say, sell for the highest yield in the shortest amount of time, you have to align yourself with the realtor. Don't hire somebody just because you're doing someone a favor. You're doing yourself a disservice by hiring someone that's not going to go above and beyond to get your property sold. Because even though there is uh, no no inventory market, you still have to compete. Correct, Brad? Absolutely, you do. Mm-hmm. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk about, you know, where we can find this, these gentlemen and how Vesta Prefer got created. Give us a little bit of history on that. And, of course, you got to follow us on Facebook Live, YouTube, and MarketOverdrive.com. Uh, you have nothing to say. I have absolutely nothing to say. You took everything. I was like, okay, marketoverdrive.com. Follow us on Facebook. We also have a Twitter account. Follow us on Twitter as well, too. We're going to try to boost but that. But do you have Snapchat? Longer. Yeah, Snap. Do we have a Snapchat? No, we got to talk to our marketing department. We don't have Snapchat. What's happening? We'll help you out there. You'll Stay help tuned. us out. We'll be right back. Welcome back to our final segment of Market Overdrive. It is a pleasure to have hung out with you guys. Thank you so much for making time out of your busy schedules to come out and chat with us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you. And share the secrets of Vesta Prefer. And gentlemen, if someone wanted to get a hold of you, where can we find you? Uh, well, I mean, you can go uh, directly to our website, www.vestapreferred.com. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash vestapreferred. Um, and, I mean, are we allowed to say, like, phone numbers and stuff? Yeah, yeah for absolutely. sure. Okay, phone for numbers, sure. emails, uh, uh, everything. Yeah. <laughs> Give us a call. It's uh, 773-645-4455. That's 773-645-4455. Or um, info at vestapreferred.com. That's V like Victor, E, S is in Sam, T-A, preferred, P-R-E-F-E-R-R-E-D.com. Love it. And, of course, Snapchat. Duh. Yeah. Also, <laughs> the Snapchat handle, uh, Vesta Preferred. Very easy. Awesome. Brad? Yeah. Or, or also, our Instagram is what? Uh, Vesta underscore Preferred underscore Chicago. Is, uh, yeah. You can follow us on Instagram as well, too. Perfect. And one piece of advice, gentlemen, that you like to give our clients who are looking to sell in 2017. Obviously, we touched on a lot, and it's not 
we can't wrap up a lot of information in a one-hour segment, but yeah. can you tell us like one piece of advice? Yeah, I, I would say my, my biggest piece of advice for sellers right now is to not necessarily wait until the April, May, June market to list their place. There's so many people and so many buyers, and the inventory is so low right now that- We're get, starving. We're starving, right? <laughs> like I have so many buyers that want great properties. So if you're thinking about selling, don't wait for the next two months to, to do so to get your highest yield, right? You can do that now. There's a lot of buyers out there right now. If, if you're thinking about selling, thinking about putting it on the market now. Great advice. I think that it's imperative. I used to say that day after you know the Super Bowl, yeah. get your properties on the market and let's compete. But as you've said, 2017 is still on fire, and yeah. we're getting a lot of calls. People are getting you know overwhelmed because they want to buy because of these interest rates. They're, they're afraid that it's going to go up, and they're not going to be able to afford something. So well, spill from last that. year too, right? Where where buyers couldn't buy the place that they wanted to buy because of multiple bids or, or low inventory. So we're still getting that spillover from uh, 2016 that still want to buy in 2017 as well, too. So we're getting a kind of a double dose on that as well, too. So Completely agree. Yeah. I have clients who, um, you know, just can't find that right property. Yep. And so they've been actually shopping for six months. And they're like, you know what, we're going to put it on hold. Mm-hmm. I work with a lot of mommies. I do a lot of relocation for families. Nice. And so after the kids get started, they're like, Carla, we can't do this anymore. It's so overwhelming because there's not a ton of inventory. And we're shopping around school boundaries. And so the time is now. If you're thinking about selling. I know that a lot of you were thinking after the holidays because we have the pressure of the children. It's a great time to come back on and compete. But remember, don't oversell. Make sure that the price of your property is representative of fair market value because no one's going to. You're never going to lose money, right, in real estate. It's a commodity. Gentlemen, thank you so much for making this this out here. How do you like our studio? It's great. Fantastic. (laughs) I love the views. The views are great. (laughs) And thank you so much for staying tuned with us and following us. Make sure that you do follow us on Facebook Live, also MarketOverdrive.com, and YouTube. We'd love to get your subscription. Um, Again, again, thank you so much for hanging out with Market Overdrive. We are your Mod Squad.